When will Stanley Johnson opt into the second year of his contract? Coming up next. This is 416 Basketball, and this is a podcast. This is my fault, and I apologize. I said Stanley Johnson should be the ninth man in the rotation. It's my fault. Can the Raptors apply for a bailout from the NBA for Morgan Stanley Johnson? He makes $3.6 million this year. His player option, which he's opting into next year, it, why wouldn't he? He's Because t- he's terrible. Is $3.8 million next year. The Raptors chose to split up the mid-level exception amongst several players this summer, one of them being Stanley Johnson, which I really didn't understand at all. It's not so much that I had a problem with the signing at the time, but with the full mid-level, you can sign one guy for that nine-plus million dollars or whatever it is, but instead you get a bunch of lesser guys, which really doesn't make sense because I believe even when you're out of cap space, you can still sign minimum guys. And I believe like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson was a minimum guy, but I don't know why he's be- he was being included in this mid-level split-up. So in the Boston game, the Raptors didn't lose because Stanley Johnson was bad. You know, he only played five minutes in that game. Did hit a three. He wasn't good defensively. He had two quick fouls. We lost that game because of Marcus Gasol. Like, Marcus Gasol was 0 of 8, and he was just terrible defensively. This was the second straight game. Uh, he was really bad because he was bad against the Pelicans as well. It just seemed like he wasn't willing to contest anything at the rim. And I, I, I don't understand what what was going on. Might have been one of his worst games in a Raptors uniform. Luckily, he bounced back a little bit against the Bulls. I still didn't think he was great defensively um, in that game. But, you know, he wasn't bricking shots. He wasn't taking a bunch of shots. He only took attempted two shots in the in the Bulls game, making one of two. And that make being a three. He's also two of two from the free throw line. The ten rebounds is good in the twenty three minutes for him. He also had two assists and a block. But again, again, it just seemed like the Bulls knew that he was just not going to contest a lot of things at the rim. And they they watched the tape, and for a while they were competitive in this game. But I just. I think the Bulls are bad. I think that's why the Raptors ended up blowing them out 108-84. We saw Chicago Bulls lose to the Charlotte Hornets already this year, and the Hornets are projected to be one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. In theory, the Bulls' starting lineup should be good. Sadoransky, he's a below-average starting point guard, but he's he's fine as a filler. Zach Levine... He wasn't good in this game, but I believe he's had a good game already this season. He's should be a, at least a good player. I kind of see him the discount DeRozan zone. He's not as good as DeRozan, but still good. Lowry Markinen, he didn't shoot well either in this game. I expect him to be good, like he was good last year. Otto Porter, he hasn't looked great this season, but he might not be healthy. Wendell Carter, he had a double-double in this game, 12 points, 11 rebounds. But I honestly don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's good defensively. I don't know if he has a good enough jump shot. But you look at this Bulls depth, 
And it's just not there. I like Thad Young, but like, you want him like on a good team, I think. I think where he doesn't need to do a whole lot, because he's not, he's not a guy who's a great shooter, not a great passer. He's just kind of a glue guy that does his job defensively, and you put him on a bad team, and it's just a waste, I think. Chris Dunn was really bad. He was 0-5 in this game. Kobe White, their rookie, was 3 of 14 from the field. I like his energy. It's early in his career, but like he's got a weird, this weird form on his jump shot. It was just really weird. Um, but he's interesting. I like the hair. So in this Bulls game, we saw a guy who potentially could take that ninth spot in the rotation in Matt Thomas. He he was solid in this game. He was two of three from three. That's his six points. He had three rebounds, and uh, his steal was interesting because I felt he was out of position on this one play. I'm not sure if he got this is the one he got the credit for this steal, but he got a deflection on the ball. But he he was out of position. I think he just got lucky on that one. I think defensively he's not going to be good, but if he's hitting threes, that might be enough to get him in the rotation, because as I mentioned, we can't have our starters play close to 40 minutes and expect them to hold up through an 82-game season. Terrence Davis didn't really do much in the Bulls game. He, he was 0-1. Him not getting shot attempts was interesting, considering the Raptors were trying to run offensive sets for Stanley Johnson. Like Stanley Johnson didn't even play five minutes, but there was like Three straight plays where we try, tried to run something for him on the offensive end of the floor. It's three straight turnovers. Like, what are we doing? This guy's a zero on offense, and we're trying to run stuff for him. And Terrence Davis, who's looked good, gets one shot attempt in this game? I don't get it. I really don't. Especially, like, in the previous game against the Celtics. I thought Terrence Davis was really good on both ends. He only made the one three. That game, but at least he got four shot attempts. Like we've seen him make shots previously, we've seen we've seen him at, uh, attack the basket well. But Morgan Stanley Johnson still lurks. But one thing I didn't realize was OG was four or five in the field in the, the Celtics game. I don't remember him shooting the ball well in that game, but eighty percent, awesome. Um, he had eight rebounds in that game and a block. And the block was encouraging because we saw in the Bulls game, he had four blocks. He's a guy who was blocking shots in college, didn't do it, uh, hasn't really done it in the Raptors, the Raptors in his two previous seasons now, but this could be his coming out party because he's a very good defensive player. We know this, we know he's a good perimeter defensive player, but now he's blocking shots inside, he's really being a disruption on that end of the floor. Um, he had a lot of dunks in the Bulls game, which which were awesome. He also was 3 of 6 from 3. Also awesome. He's the guy that needs to take the next step for the, for the Raptors, and this is a good sign. This is a great sign early in the season. As I mentioned, the Bulls are terrible, so I guess you can take that with a grain of salt, like I'm not I'm not expecting OG to have four blocks a game or have, you know, multiple dunks that are just so easy cuz the other team has terrible defense like the the Bulls, but OG can 
get, you know, one, one and a half blocks a game, hit a couple of threes, he's going to be very useful for the Raptors, and I think that would make him even useful for fantasy basketball. Siakam's look pretty great this season. In the Celtics game, I believe he hit his first five threes. He ended five of seven, but I think he I think he hit those first five, finished that game with thirty three points. In the Bulls game, I believe he picked up two fouls quickly, but still finished the game with nineteen points, six rebounds, four assists in twenty eight minutes. Pretty solid, you know, turned into a blot, wasn't really needed late to close the game. I think that the fouls, though, is becoming an issue, because we saw him foul out of the Pelicans game in regulation before it went to overtime. Five fouls in 28 minutes against the Bulls, that's not, it's not great. And if the Raptors are sticking with a short rotation, it's tough. Do you need your good players? And I think even, uh, OG fouled out of the Celtics game. So yeah, when that when that happens, you know, some somebody off the bench has to come in and fill minutes and I haven't been encouraged by this this depth. We haven't seen a lot of the guys yet play meaningful minutes, but I think Stanley Johnson's lost his shot in this rotation early on in the season, maybe at some point he'll get another look, but he can't he can't continue to get minutes the way he's playing right now. Terrence Davis should be solidified as that eighth man, but we're looking at that, that ninth guy, as I mentioned, Matt Thomas, if he continues to shoot the ball well, maybe it's him. Maybe it's Malcolm Miller, maybe it's Rondé Hellas Jefferson, maybe it's Chris Boucher, maybe it's Patrick McCaw when he gets right. But yeah, depth depth is gonna be an issue and I, th- I think the Raptors front office botched this offseason, and I'm not talking about not not resigning Kawhi and Danny Green because they obviously wanted Kawhi back. We all wanted Kawhi back. Didn't happen. And if Kawhi was coming back, I'm pretty sure we were going to bring try and bring Danny Green back as well. Try try and run it back, and try and contend for another year. But I don't know what the, what the Raptors are going to do. Because none of the guys we signed have trade value. So it's like, how do we acquire assets or how do we make this team better? We have to give up, we would have to give up somebody that's in our rotation. And then the team could get significantly worse depending on what we get back. Anyways, the Raptors host the Magic today. Terrence Ross, super interesting. You know, he's shooting. 23.8% 23.8% from the field this season, 23.1% from three. The Raptors have the bit better Terrence and Terrence Davis, and I don't think it's close. I would not waste our time putting any good defender on Terrence Ross. You know he's going to put up a brick. It's just going to it's just going to happen. You know, he's attempting 6.5 threes per game this season. The bricks are coming. The bricks are coming. OG should be guarding someone good. He really should. I wouldn't respect Terrence Ross as a basketball player. I would throw a bad defender on him like Matt Thomas and just be like, beat us. We'd also put someone like Terrence Davis on Terrence Ross. I'd love to see him just steal the ball from bad Terrence. Be nice. We saw Marcus Gasol in the playoffs last year lock up Vucevic. Hopefully we see that again. 
Aaron Gordon was their best player in the playoffs. He has not had a great start to the season. He hasn't scored over 10 points in either contest, and the Magic have played the Cavs and Hawks. Both are both are terrible defensive teams. He has not shot well. I think Lowry generally guards him. Lowry likes those bigger, bigger forwards that he can really hold down in the middle of the floor. Jonathan Isaac, who I felt like every media person really hyped up this season, has really done nothing in those first two games. He has only shot the ball like 31% from the field, 5.5 points per game. Yes, he's a good defender. He's averaged three blocks and a steal over the first two games. We all forget that he was the guy that we were... Well, I'm not going to include myself in this because I wasn't worried. But I remember Raptors fans being worried. Oh, he's going to lock down Pascal Siakam. Uh, The Raptors are going to have trouble in this series. I remember that. I remember that. And that was not the case. Yeah, this new look Pascal Siakam that's being more dominant this season. I don't think Jonathan Isaac's going to lock down either. Evan Fournier has been their leading scorer so far this season at 19.5 points per game, which is one more point per game than Vucevic is averaging. He's been a disappointment over his tenure with the Magic, but he's a better wing player than Terrence Ross. He can hit shots. He doesn't always lay bricks. Doesn't do a whole lot else besides shoot on offense, but he's fine. He's fine. Another guy who I would use that same description for is DJ Augustine. He's fine. Outside of his heroics, and we all remember that game one, where he was torching us in that first half, and then Marcus Old late on the closeout, where DJ Augustine hits that game winner. That hurt. That hurt. Maybe the surprise for the Magic, uh, maybe not, maybe not a surprise, because I think some people expected Markel Fultz to show something this season, and he has. He's had 12 points in each contest for the Magic. I don't think that his shot is fully fixed, but I think he could very well be better than DJ Augustine. We remember DJ Augustine's days with the Raptors, and he was horrendous. Since then, he's been like a solid, I'd want to say, I don't want to say starting point guard because for starting point guard, DJ Augustine's not good, but he'd be a great backup. He's been a fine stopgap for the Magic, but maybe at some point this season, Markel Fultz really takes over that starting point guard job. Mo Bamba is a guy I really liked in last year's draft. I think he had injuries last year and also wasn't great. He hasn't been great to start the season, but he hasn't gotten too many minutes. He's gotten exactly 14 minutes in each contest. The first game, he was 7-7, seven and seven, and he hit a 3. I don't think he's going to play a lot, particularly in this game, unless Vucevic runs into foul trouble or something like that. But I think he's a guy that's being underlooked on this Magic team. I think he'll, he'll improve as the season goes. I'm looking at this uh, Magic's depth chart. I feel like there's guys I'm I'm 
I'm missing. Like, I remember them being a, a deeper, deeper team. Michael Carter-Williams still gets minutes. He's not good, even though I think there was one playoff game where he was good in. But they also have Aminu, who has not been good this season. But I think he's all right. I think the problem on this Magic team with him is they don't have enough shooting to pair around him, and he can't shoot. So it kind of is going to hurt their offense when he's in the game. But defensively, he's a good player. He really helped the Blazers for the last few years on that end of the floor. Maybe the fit's not good here, you know, especially if he's playing with Terrence Ross, and Terrence Ross is laying those bricks. That that offense is going to be dreadful. I think the Raptors should win this game, and I'm going to look up spread. Looks like the Raptors are favored by four and a half. Could be a low-scoring game just because the Magic play decent defense. But I think what everyone was quoting going into the playoffs last year and talking about this summer is how how awesome the Magic's defense was post-All-Star and how great they were during that stretch. And you can cherry-pick sample sizes of dates or whatever, but I don't really see it there for this Magic team that Yes, they can be good defensively, but I don't I don't think that was real what they were doing post All-Star last year. I think they definitely would have given the Raptors more problems in the playoffs if that were true. And outside of that game one, they they didn't really give the Raptors problems and I think in this game if the Raptors aren't hitting shots and hitting threes, I think it could be a close game just because I think it's been hard to trust Marcus on the offensive side of the ball this season. I think that the one thing, though, that's been interesting is Fred Van Fleet's been really good at getting to the rim and finishing. I think he's had multiple and one plays where he sacrifices his body, and it just reminds me of Kyle Lowry with... Uh, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry was doing a lot of like two, three years ago, where he he would just fly, fly in, take the hit, go to the deck, get that extra free throw. Maybe the Lowry and Fleet comparisons were reasonable. Another comparison that I have felt has been crazy. And I know it's a bit of a joke. Is Comparing OG to Kawhi, and it's not reasonable. It's never going to be reasonable. But we saw OG in this last game doing some Kawhi things, I thought. I saw him playing really aggressive offense, offensively, hitting shots, attacking the basket. And then there was a couple plays where he's just really going for the ball defensively, where it just reminds me of Kawhi when we were closing a tight game and we needed a defensive stop. Kawhi's just like, I'm just going to get the ball. I'm just going to get the ball. I'm going to take it, and we're going to go. And there was a play in this game, at least one play, where OG just was a ball thief. Just like, I want the ball. I'm taking it. And that was a very Kawhi thing that it reminded me of. This has been 416 Basketball. Thanks for listening.